You're listening to an Amplify podcast. Favourite 90s movies and TV shows? And for this, we have our two special guests. Do you want to name them? Okay, well, we've got Connor, my friend. Hey, what's up, guys? Honestly, I don't know that much about the 90s, but we'll give it a crack. Why not? We have also got Dylan in the studio, who's from Fitzroy Crossing. G'day, hi. Hi. Um, obviously, I wasn't born in the 90s, so I don't really know a whole heap about it, but yeah, I don't know. I'll give it a shot. Um, I just turned 15, so that may be a clue that I, I was not born in the 90s or anything. Well, Connor and I, we had a year in the 90s, yeah. but we were year, by the way. We were still in diapers that uh-huh. year, that entire year. Nappies, just yeah. the days. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So, you know, everyone has their favourite Disney movies. <laughs> and Disney movies had a special time in the 90s, and it's called the Renaissance period. Like, in art and literature yeah. and stuff, there's the Renaissance. Yeah. But Disney had their renaissance from 1989, from the release of The Little Mermaid, to 1999, to the release of Mulan. The end is very disputed between um, Disney aficionados and so on. And so it was either, the end's either Mulan or Tarzan. Tarzan. I I loved Tarzan. I reckon Mulan because Tarzan used a 3D sort of art style in the background and that uh, yeah, and traditional they did. Disney was hand drawn and no special 3D effects usually or very very minimal. I'm just trying to think back to when I last watched Tarzan well, which Tar- must have been like 10 years ago I think. Yeah. Um well Tarzan has a very 3D effect look okay. when Tarzan's going down the tree and he's just like look at my legs I can go on trees. Oh, yeah, and yeah. the background's all 3D painted stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, so, you know, it's very disputed. It's, it's well, just... if it's got the 3D background, yeah. um, I don't think it really mm-hmm. fits into that. So, um, Little Mermaid, 1989, and then all through to, like, Mulan in 1999. So there was about, I don't know, 12 or 13 movies, so there were all the greats like Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Pocahontas and all these really beautiful movies. Um, one thing I really wanted to point out, did you know that um, in Pocahontas, the Disney company used their A-class art department for Pocahontas and um, for Lion King they used their B-part depart- like art department. What's the difference between them? Um... I'm saying because they were, the movies were both made and released in 1995. Oh, yeah, so they had so, two different departments yeah. working. Okay. So they're both pretty up there because they're Disney art departments and everything. Yeah. But Disney thought that Pocahontas would do a lot better than Lion King. That was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... Completely Pro- wrong. Yeah. Pocahontas is a really beautiful movie and it's also the first um, movie that Disney based on real historical events. Yeah, well, did that that came out before Mulan, which mm-hmm. is also based yep. on um, historical events. events. So yeah, which is really quite interesting, and it really pushed Disney forward. Like, yeah, which is sort of just crazy how Mulan is just like women power empowerment stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Um, any comments? Well, I loved the Disney. I think. Um, Lion King was one of the best mm-hmm. Disney movies of all time. I partly love it 
because Elton John wrote the music, mm-hmm. and I'm a crazy Elton John fan. But um, Aladdin was a good one as well. Yeah. Uh, so besides Disney movies, do you have any favourite movies or TV shows from the 90s? Um, I loved Angela Anaconda. Angela Anaconda was my be-all and end-all. And then I re-watched it the other week, and it made me very sad realising it wasn't that good. Yeah. And the animation in it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And With the cut-out the in- yeah. things. And, and then the, all the sexual innuendos in it. You'd be surprised how many there were that went over our heads. Yeah, it's that's that's a very common thing yeah. in the early 2000s and late 1990s TV shows. The amount of sexual innuendos. And I think it was because um, the parents... It was the beginning of the bubble wrap generation mm-hmm. where the parents had to be continuously around you and... Um, you couldn't do anything without the parents watching you. And um, so when they, at the start of this generation, they had to give, if they weren't, if the kid, parents weren't going to leave the kids to their own and the parents were going to be stuck watching the kids' shows, they had to at least put in interesting things for the um Adults. the parents, basically. Yeah. I watched a lot of 90s shows. I don't remember all of them, but I've... I always have been, always will be a Pokemon fan. <laughs> Original TV series, and I've watched almost all of the movies. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great series, honestly, and very original at the start. I, I just loved it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like the kid's dream, be the best that you could be. Want to be the very best? Like, like no, no one, one ever was. was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dylan? I, probably for me, I probably have to go back to the Disney stuff, mm-hmm. uh, probably Lion King. Yeah. It's just like one of the best movies from the 90s. Yeah, and um, <laughs> besides Disney movies and TV shows and things like that, and cartoons and animation, there was a very quintessential moment in movies for um, just the 90s, really. Yeah. There were a lot of reboots and terrible sequels. <laughs> um, but, you know, you have your Cluelesses and Seinfelds and Friends and everything. And Home Alone, which I thought was actually 80s for some reason, but it wasn't. And I was, like, shocked when I found out that because I watch a lot of 80s movies. And it seemed... John Hughes movies. Yeah. I love John Hughes. I watched a lot of Goonies and mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller. I love Ferris Bueller's yeah. off. Amplify the sound of underage Melbourne. We were talking about our favourite movies and TV shows of the 90s. And my favourite movie... Well, probably my favourite movie is Muriel's Wedding. I have never seen that movie. You Has anyone in this studio ever seen that movie? No idea. No. Oh. See? I told you no one knew it. I'm surrounded by idiots. In the, well, yeah, in well, the words of Scar. N- now, now we're going to find out about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yes, we're going to find out about it. Welcome to La Thomas Analysis, a segment on Amplify where I tell you stuff that you didn't probably know, but you probably don't care anyway. Ta-da! <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mira's Wedding was a film released in 1994, and it's it's a comedy drama directed by PJ Hogan. So he's a director, obviously, and he he did quite a few Australian movies. Um, and it was written by him as well. So he came up with the idea of the whole film and everything. Um, and it stars Tony Collette as Muriel. Oh. Yeah. 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 Um. So she's there. This was, like, before everything happened. Yeah. Um, it also has Rachel Griffiths as Rhonda. Yep. Um, Bill Hunter as Bill Hestlop. Um, Sophie Lee is Tanya. Tanya's really awful. Like, she's... 
<sighs> Talk about Tanya later. <laughs> She's an awful person. Um, yeah. So just a whole, whole lot of people just... This is where a lot of people um, in the Australian industry got their careers started from. Okay. Like from um, Priscilla, Queen of the De- the Queen of the Desert, and this and anything. And really. the outback. Yeah, because um, around about this time, this is when Australian films really started to pick up. Um, and so it it focuses on this um, girl named Muriel, who's very socially awkward. Um, <laughs> relatable to me um and she hasn't her like goal in life is to just get married and have a really beautiful wedding and it's really quite sad that's depressing it is but it's honestly really beautiful and it's just it gets you in the feels okay gets you in the feels so um the plot so the socially awkward overweight naive ugly duckling "Quote unquote, ugly duckling." There was air quotes there. <laughs> <laughs> Who is obsessed with the music of ABBA? Muriel. Who wouldn't be obsessed with ABBA? ABBA's amazing. <laughs> Can I just say, um, there's a quote in the film that says, um, "You listen to '70s music. We're in the '90s." And it's just like, okay, this this is really relating to the show right now. Yeah. And uh, the whole soundtrack is basically ABBA music. Yeah. And so they, there's like an instrumental orchestral version of um, Dancing Queen. It's just all very, it's very um, ABBA related. Okay. And ABBA um, wanted a portion of all the sales produced by it. Anyway, so Muriel Heslop is played by Tony Collette. And so she just goes on a, a journey through life. It's really a coming of age story. Okay. About how she overcomes all her stuff and bullies and she lives in Porpoise Spit, which is um, like oh, the Gold I, Coast, yeah. but um, it's in it's it's in the Gold Coast. And then she moves to Sydney and starts a new life with her friend Rhonda. Um, but before that, she goes to there's like this little island. It's called like what is it? It's like Paradise Island or somewhere. Is it um, Hamilton Island? Oh, it's Hibiscus Island. Okay. It's a fake island. Okay. It's like um, Hamilton Island or something. And it's just off the coast of Queensland, and she meets her friends who are really bullies okay and they're really awful to her and she meets Rhonda there and Rhonda and Muriel went to school together and there's this fantastic quote um it's just like where Rhonda really steps up to these awful women who just punish Muriel so badly emotionally and physically physically how just like more more emotionally and psychologically Psychologically. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, so all that happens, and then there's a big fight. It's very intense at that moment. I would like to point out that Thomas is, like, jittery right now, just explaining it. I'm just like, no one knows what this movie is, so I have to point everything out, but I'm going to run and out of time. And there are hands waving and always smacking me in the face in the process. Woohoo. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of things happen. Um, by the end, she gets married, and then she divorces, and... It's all very sad. If you'd like... like... How is this your favourite movie? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Um, I don't know. It's just really endearing. Honestly, it's really endearing. Um, So, yeah. Um, Rhonda gets paralysed and she has to go to rehab at one stage. Okay. I'm not good at explaining this. What's your favourite part? I don't know. Tell me that, at least. the, The end scene. 
Okay. When they when they get in the taxi and they go back to Sydney. Okay. If you want to just watch this for yourself, because I'm terrible at explain, explaining it, please do. Because your explaining is not doing the movie very good right exactly. now. Exactly. I'm making not... it sound really, really sad. Yeah. It sort of is really sad, though. Yeah, my mum's like, it's a good movie. And, and hearing you explain it going, it doesn't sound that good. It's really good, though. Um, it did pretty well on the market. Um, it got 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So it, it was deemed fresh. Okay. More air quotes. Yeah, lots of air quotes in this. Yeah, so as I said before, it, this was like the pinnacle moment in Australian television and film. So just lots of people are just like, okay, Australia's doing really good right now. Watch out. Um, the box office did, got... $15,675,571 um, in Australia. Yeah. And it did even better in America. It got $16 million in America. Oh, there is more people in America. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an Australian film. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, won a few awards. Won um, Best Film in the Actor Awards. Uh, Best Supporting Actress with Rachel Griffiths, Best Sound. Because of ABBA? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And and after this movie was released, there was sort of a cult following for ABBA. This is like... Wasn't there already a cult for ABBA? There was, but it grew. It yeah. skyrocketed, and more people love ABBA. This podcast was brought to you by Amplify. 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 The sound of underage Melbourne.